This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Happy Wednesday to you. It's November 1st. We're into November. Uh, who would have thought? Wow, we're here. Oh, about time. I can't wait for this World Series to end so we can finally talk about <laughs> what the Cubs are going to do. We're already doing that. Well, We've jumped the gun on that uh, one. Well, I'm looking forward to the actual rumors coming out yeah. instead of us coming up with yeah. random shit like yeah. Vladimir Guerrero and whatever. You, know. you think that was <laughs> random? <laughs> that was... I mean, it yeah, was. Okay, it was random. Yeah, but it was, was a wild thought Wednesday. I will say it was a great idea. And if it does happen, we will definitely re- be reclipping it and claiming that we had sources inside. We, that, 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 that we broke first. the story. We, we broke, broke the, story. the story. Absolutely. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. That's the motto here. We will break that. St- we, we will be the ones who claim that if it happens. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo with you. Ryan's back. Feeling better? Feeling better. All right. We're all here. We're ready to sure. go. And uh, so this is the anniversary of Game 6, of course, of the 2016 World Series. That which the Chicago Cubs won. won. Yeah, they won. Uh, <laughs> we have the Rangers up three games to one, which is means you're going to win the series. When you're up 3-1, right? It always happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Not always. Wait a minute. There was a team that overcame 3-1 in there? the World Series. I think it happened in 2016. I don't remember what happened. What happened? They're saying... The Chicago Cubs won. Oh, okay. Yeah. So don't go counting your chickens just yet, Texas Rangers. But it does look like the Rangers are going to win the World Series. I mean, they had Scherzer and Garcia announced as they're out for the rest of the World Series, and then they went up and throttled the Diamondbacks. Throttled them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a gut punch, but, like, resilient teams obviously can can do it. And, you know, they have a really, really good team outside of him. So it's like – I mean, you rally around a guy at that point. You can't really do anything about it, you know? It it is setting up to be kind of like how the Cubs came back in 16 because they do have Zach Gallon tonight, and he hasn't been very good his last three starts, which means he's due. And I would just love to be able to send the tweet of the Cardinals traded him again (laughs) one more time. I would love to be able to send that tweet one more time. Uh, So I, I am rooting for the Diamondbacks to win tonight. So they can prolong this. Uh, But, um, yeah, I mean, yesterday or last night, um, the the Diamondbacks, it was a bullpen day for them. Like, they they started Mantiply, I think his last name is. And, like, he went through one inning, and then they brought in another guy, and it it just, it fell apart. Corey Seager is setting himself up to be, like, the World Series MVP. Was it two five-run innings back-to-back? Yeah, something like that, yeah. It was over. I turned it on and was like, well, I don't need to watch this. (laughs) Well, as soon as Corey Seager hit the homer and I won my bet, I was like, well, I guess I don't really care what's going on anymore. So, 
I, you know, there was a lot of sports last night. I was watching Maction. I was watching a little NBA. I was, Maction. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching the World Series. Like, don't laugh. Maction is some of the greatest football you ever watch. Nothing like Tuesday Maction night football. Is fun. <coughs> yeah, is fun. And yeah, I, I won that bet too. So yeah, I was like, I, I just go back. I, I was wondering how losing a Dolis Garcia was gonna yeah. affect the Rangers and, and Scherzer. Well, yeah, even well, Sh- he probably wouldn't yeah, pitch. Sure, but. Scherzer. Probably wouldn't have pitched to what, like a game seven game or something seven, like that. Maybe, yeah. Um, but losing like Garcia, who'd been the lifeblood of the team basically the entire playoff, especially mm-hmm. in that um ALCS, right? Yeah. Like, like that, that was their guy, even though Corey Seager has been really awesome. Simeon too. has turned it on, too. Simeon's turned it on this World Last Series, but like Adoy's Garcia was the Number heart, the heart of that team in the playoffs. So, like, losing him, I was like, oh man, like, how's that gonna affect them? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you guys said, they came out and just dominated right away. Throttled them. Is that what you said? Throttled. 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 I I do want to bring this up because this related to game six of the 2016 World Series. I kind of tweeted. I didn't tweet or compare the situations, but Bruce Bochy brought in his closer up six runs in the ninth inning yesterday. Mm -hmm. And you're still mad at Madden. I'm not still. I've never been mad at Madden about it. All I'm saying is if there is one move to critique, in my opinion, at least, it's not even from game seven. It is from game six when you were up all those runs and you used a role as Chapman and which probably led to what happened in the eighth inning in the in game seven. To me, that is the biggest mistake that Joe Madden made. Yeah. You I know just, what I mean? I Here's my thing. I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> why after they won the World Series... Everybody still wants to go after Joe Madden for stuff. I don't understand why we're seven it years. Not a, at you, it but. was 108 years. <laughs> I don't understand. He got what him there. He, he was the only guy that was going to get him there. He <laughs> got him there, and he won it. I don't yeah. understand like why my, we're seven years later and we're still rehashing it. Not like specifically us, but just like and I'm not mad. I'm not mad. It. I'm not mad at Cody. I'm just saying, like 108 years. The reason he did it is 108 years. You like something. you saw the Diamondbacks start creeping back in that a little bit, and I was like, "Oh man," because it's devastating if you lose it. Can you imagine if he took Chapman out of that game, and all of a sudden whoever came in got lit up and got lit up, and all of a sudden you're like, "Well, why did you take Chapman out?" And you cost us our one chance of winning a World Series for the first time in a hundred. It, it's it's you can't. Yeah, he wanted to get them there. I understand that. And I, I agree that maybe I would have been leery of bringing him in in Game Seven, but it's Game Seven, and that's well, why you traded for the guy. Well, I'm not. I wasn't mad that they brought him in, in Game no, no, Seven. No, 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 it but was more was, about him coming tired. in Game Six. Yeah, you know? well, I, I agree, but I also I think there's that other side where it's like kind of what we talked about with the Cubs this year is like, could you trust that entire bullpen? No, and no. now you're in the, you're every single yeah. game. Is a must-win game. Who are you going to go with in your must-win games? You as, know? as good as the pitching was for the Cubs in sixteen, the bullpen was. It wasn't very deep. Yeah, in it was playoff like, run. Exactly. It was like Carl Edwards Jr., Mike Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the world is Chapman. Chapman. I mean, it was Chapman. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Pedro Strope was hurt, I believe, and yeah. Hector Rondon kind of trended down. He he hadn't been a guy. I think he was also hurt. Yeah. Like so. That's why John Lester came in in Game Seven, and and you know Arietta was I think warming up. Uh, he was he's sitting in the bullpen for yeah. sure. I know that. So like, I I I will always be able to understand the decisions behind doing what he did, but to again to me, if you want to sit here seven years later and critique what he did, to me that is the biggest mistake because it it, it started a domino effect of how Game Seven went. Thank God they won the game. 
That's all I will ever say. And I just, if it makes anyone feel better, the whole reason I brought it up to make people somewhat feel better about it is that Bruce Bochy brought in his closer up yeah. six runs in yeah. the ninth inning. Because yeah. he saw how it worked for Joe Madden and the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> that, was also the, that was also the six RBI game for Addison Russell, which nobody ever wants to talk about Addison Russell anymore because the Cubs only have, you know, holy players on All Saints Day. Today. <laughs> Please, let's remember that the Cubs only have guys that uh, do things the right way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Milton Bradley was a great that Addison dude. Russell had a grand slam and six RBIs in game six, and that's mm. how you got to game seven. So, yeah. Yeah, I I will say this about Addison. <laughs> he had a Russell. great game. He had a great game. He had a, he had a great go. game. And I will say this about Addison Russell. Now it seems like he is matured based off social media. He's still with the woman that he married after his you know after his whole debacle with his uh, you know ex wife. Like it seems like he is matured. And I hopefully the only thing that really leaves me disappointed about the whole Addison Russell scenario is just the fact that he never lived up to Barry Larkin. Like the the comp, like that was the comp right. was Barry Larkin. So it's not the stuff off the field. That well, this I don't think any of that stuff happens if he just yes. played better. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. So uh, I obviously the stuff off the field was bad. I'm just saying that like I'm I'm someone who's willing to. I'm not saying give a guy another chance because he got plenty of chances from the Cubs because they kept him. But I'm happy to see in his later, like down the road now, it seems like he has gotten his life together. Hopefully his there are worst yeah. people in the world off the field. Yeah. Be a better version of yourself the next day. Yeah. If get, you can. That's a, a goal. Game six is where he did have a great, a great, a great game, game six. six. Yeah. He had a great game yeah, seven years ago. Today. Well, Luke had to bring up the whole, one. we don't want to talk about him. Well, I'm just, I'm just being real about how I <laughs> yeah, feel about I him know, now. I know. All right. Hey, by the way, we have a, Exciting news here at CHGO, which our bigger parent company is All City. So All City, we have CHGO, but of course we weren't the first one. DNVR was first, then PHNX, then we came along, CHGO. Now, what is it? PHLY? PHLY. PHLY's up. Um, that's Philly. Philadelphia. That's, that's Philly, yeah. You couldn't put that together. <laughs> uh, and now, All City National. Now we're starting national shows. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> So football saving the best for last. Yeah, football shows already started. I saw Gary Ross um, was in Twitter today. Well, what about the baseball one? Because they uh, they announced the basketball one, the hockey mm-hmm. one. We met some of those guys uh, last week. Mm-hmm. The baseball one is scheduled to start quarter one of twenty twenty four. So yeah. you know, sometime next spring. Yeah, I'm just gonna guess probably around spring training. Yeah, probably a good idea to to just hold on and, and get ready for the next season. Yeah, they got to see if we get Shohei or not. Yeah, exactly. Like, then what What, what else, uh, what else are they going to talk about if the Cubs don't get Shohei Otani? Who, I mean, obviously, I feel like, you know, they could just take one of each from Denver, Phoenix, here, and PHLY and put it together. Uh, but if it was up to us, who, who who's one oh, person? Oh, with a national use? name that they should go after? Yeah. Because Brian Baldinger's a national guy, and they've right. got him doing the NFL. A national me? name. Besides, besides you, uh, besides us, and besides anyone else in any of the the local area, uh, local situation, and it's someone that's going to do it full time, or like, hey, uh, this is full my, time. or maybe two full time jobs, like Jeff Passan would be cool. That would be that'd be fun. Jeff Passan would be fun. <laughs> Jeff Passan would be a good one. Uh, Ken Rosenthal. Who would be Ken Rosenthal would be a good one. Uh, trying to think, bold of me to say I, this. I got the guy. Uh, I already have the guy. If he's not managing, Mark DeRosa would be an incredible yeah, host. Yeah. If you yeah, could I'm steal saying, DeRosa, Mark, Mark DeRosa would be good. He's good on MLB Network. Um, you could get Dempster off. off Demp, the floor, yeah, yeah. Demp. I, <laughs> I was, I was gonna be bold a little bit, and 
big of me to say, credit to me before I say it, uh, I feel like AJ Przinsky would would be no. it, would, oh. it would bring it would it would get people it would it would get people riled up. And we're all about views, right? And what? it's a national show, oh. so it's what not if, like you just talk about the White Sox the entire. Time. Wait, what if all city just gets Otani? They they go out. That's and right. Pl- well, it might be part out, of the deal. Pluck him out of free agency. The Cubs might call <laughs> us up and be like, "Listen, broadcast. if right. if we can get Otani to agree to the baseball part, would you give him hosting a gig for uh, the All City Baseball Show?" And hey, the answer not, is yes. He's not pitching him. He's not pitching next year. No, so just right, give yeah. him the whole year off. You yes. know, have him <laughs> let him do the show. Let him do the show for a year. <laughs> international. Uh, We'd be international again. They should let Joe Madden be on the show. D Row would be a good one. Well, Joe Madden would be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. Joe Madden, imagine the stories. Oh, oh imagine the bitterness. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm no. here for it. Hey, Bar- Dusty Baker's free. Barb just voted uh, uh, Cody um, for Bum of the Week. Yeah. For that. For Again, it was big of me to say. Credit to me. Uh, Bum of the but Week. I, and I knew, I knew it, would, it would cause a ruckus. But I, I check out foul territory every now and then. I, I think it's good. Any, any other suggestions out there for uh, anybody nationally that you, you know, in the, in the chat that you're thinking of, best way to enjoy the uh, CHGO experience, CHGO Cubs, would be to subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any of the shows. Uh, and then you can be in a live chat just like Chris who just right oh. now for nineteen ninety nine? Oh, we're throwing around right. the dollars right, Chris. today. Chris says, "Love you guys, but I'm going to go watch the Bears press conference because currently that's all I could think about because Fair I love enough. the Bears. That's I'm going to come back and watch this. I better see my five star at the end of this. <laughs> now, wait a minute. A five star guy doesn't leave us to see yeah. Mark Carmen spill water all over mm. Adam Hope. <laughs> right. Well, uh, a five star I mean, guy doesn't. Not the Bears, not the Bears show. He's the Bears press conference. He's oh, going to go. Oh, okay. He's going to go watch Matt Eberflus okay, talk. Okay, because I was yeah. going to say, <laughs> I, which is fair. I'm pretty sure Carm's about to take his potty break that he usually does about 40 minutes into the show every day. Oh, now you got voted bum of the week. Okay, I got bum of the week. Yeah. What did Barb give me bum of the week for saying dusty? Uh, that was a joke. That was a joke, Barb. Come on. Barb, please. She removes the right. vote from me. Well, hey, thanks. thanks Credit to, to Barb. Chris, she removes Cody's vote. Chris has come on strong in this chat in the he last has, few weeks. He has. Credit to Chris. Credit to Chris. He left, a, he left a super chat yesterday that I forgot to read until the very end of the show. But he literally sent it before the show started. I mean, <laughs> 20 bucks, we'll pre- pretty much say whatever you want us to say. Uh, that's fair. Uh all right. Wow. Okay. All right. So we are going to grade uh, Nico Horner here in a second. Uh, if we get to it, we'll do Julian Merriweather. Uh, speaking of closers and potential closers and things like that. Um, and yeah, game six. Hard to believe that's the anniversary. Uh, by the way, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Both Ryan and I have recovered from colds, although I'm still drinking my hot tea. Uh, without the help of, you know, great nutritional foundation. And how, what do I do? If you're a long-time listener, you already know that I've been drinking AG1 for about two years. When I started drinking AG1 daily, man, it helped out with everything. Energy, for sure. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, immune support. And since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundation and nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Now, not only did it replace my multivitamin, AG1, also, I love what I love about it is everything else that's included in that scoop, just one scoop in a cup of water every day. You get prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes to support your gut health, and then you get immune part, vitamin C and zinc to help support your immune health, which is critical this time of year when the weather's changing and everybody's coughing on each other. 
AG1, a supplement I trust to provide my support to my body that it needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. Now, if you want to take ownership over your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs. With your first purchase, go to ag1.com slash chgo cubs. That's AG1. Drink ag1.com slash chgo cubs. Drink ag1.com slash chgo cubs. Check it out. Uh, you guys need new flooring? Um, Eventually. You always need new flooring. I wonder if my landlord would accept it. I could ask. Well, this is the time to ask because we've got another partner, and that partner is Empire. Five eight eight two three hundred. They they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Our philosophy there at Empire is to help find you what you need and not make it overwhelming with thousands of choices and substitutes. Instead, they leave out of their selection what they leave out is just as important as what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of products and samples each year to find the perfect styles for you. They've got one of those virtual floor designers where basically you can just see how the new floors are going to look in any space. It's just easy. You snap a picture. Instantly, you're like, oh, cool. My floors look great with uh, new dark hardwood floors or my floors look great with this carpet or my floors look great with vinyl flooring, whatever it might be. Schedule a free home in-home estimate. All listeners can receive. I, I didn't think this was right the first time I read this ad. $350 off? Can't really Do we that. have a better deal than that? I haven't heard you're of not, one. Well, you're not going to find one. Yeah, $350 off. One. That's the discount you get when you use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Don't forget the promo code. $350 off is no joke. Cody, what's your landlord yeah, yeah. waiting for? Yeah, I know. Tell him. As soon as you tell him $350, yeah, he bro, might, Broski, I can get you $350 off. Yeah, I mean, do you call your landlord? I, I do. I, you know, my 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 Chicago apartment is older. You know, I don't even have like heaters. I have radiators. Yep. So right. Like, wow. The, the floor could be updated. Well, you know? hardwood <laughs> floors would dry out there, so maybe get the vinyl flooring. There's going to be less uh, yep. contraction during the winter when everything dries out. I'm, he's going to my apartment today to take the AC units out. I'll let him know. That's what I would tell them. Beautiful vinyl flooring. You see these Looks floors, just like real they wood. can get better. Oh. <laughs> and more durable. And more durable. Yeah. And cheaper. And cheaper. Mm. Yeah. And $350 credit, credit off using the code you know, CHGO at Empire. <laughs> All right. Report cards uh, continued. Yesterday, Corey and Cody did Cody Bellinger, right? And Jameson Tyone. And Jameson Tyone. Yeah. And what were the grades? We gave Bellinger an A. Both of us, and he. So gave, is he the first straight A that we've had? I'm trying to no, think. We had, we gave. Well, I know I gave Dansby an A, and I gave him a minus. Yeah, but these were no minuses. And, we, and I think we all, a, we right? all gave Steele an A too. Steele was an A. Yeah, I thought I maybe went A minus just for his finish. You may have gone A minus on Steele. I know. I know I went. I don't know if a. I've a. ever yeah. given. I don't remember. I don't know if I've given anybody straight A's. Now he would be the one guy for me, Bellinger. Mm-hmm. Sure. And how did Tyone do for you? Uh, I gave him a D minus, yeah. and Corey gave him a D. Mm. And yeah. but it was right why the the thinking. the YouTube chat was more. Uh, it was different for Tyone, which was surprising to me. There were people giving him Bs, oh. and I was like, "Well, the well, finish was nice. The finish wasn't too finish, bad. Finish had some had some 
I think his biggest problem was the inconsistency. Like he had some really good starts throughout the season. It just was never. It would it never felt like he could build on it for Tyon. I think yes. that, that that was for me why. But his September mm-hmm. was was a, he had a nice finish when they you know solely needed it. Yeah, so. and I love that the guy's working out already. Yeah, like, yeah. He's clearly not satisfied with what was probably a subpar for him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Nico Horner. Uh, I think one of the biggest things going into the season. Last year, you know, it was after they had signed Dansby Swanson, but before they did that, they had to go to Nico Horner, the Cubs. I guess they didn't have to, but they did. And we're like, listen, if we can get one of these frontline shortstops, how do you feel about moving over to second base? And what did Nico say? Done. Do it. You can make the Mm -hmm. team better. Do it. I'm going to go to second base. So for me, my report card was already high because – at this level, when guys are playing for contracts, and, and a shortstop's going to make more money than a second baseman. Like, Nico's future, if he would have stayed at shortstop, probably was going to make more money than he would long-term if all of a sudden he was a second baseman. Um, but he was doing it for, he knew it was best for the team. So they went out, they got Dansby Swanson, and now they have what is arguably up the middle, the best defensive, up the middle Defense you can have all in all of baseball, in my opinion. It, mm-hmm. It's it's got to be top three for sure. Um, so, what kind of grades did you give them? I, I didn't go. You guys went B plus. I went A minus. You went yeah. A minus. You want to hear why I go up to an A minus? Yeah. Why yeah. why do you why do you dabble in the A's? All right. So first off, I I gave Nico an A last year. It was either an A minus or an A last year. I, and whatever. I, and I think he was the yeah. I was the only one who gave an A last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, I could be wrong on that, but uh, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I'm pretty sure that I was. Um, so last year he was a four, a 4.0 F4. This year, 4.7. Uh, 283 batting average, 281 last year. So basically the same. 346 on base percentage compared to 327 last year. Going into the year, we talked about how he, did, he didn't walk a lot. That was probably one of the, you know, something that we were hoping that he would improve on going into this year. He did. He had a 7.1% walk rate compared to 5.4 the season four. Still below league average, but it was better. His K rate, 12.1%, which is well below league average. So he rarely struck, striked yeah. out. Um, you know, the slugging percentage was down compared to 2022. It was a 410 slugging percentage compared to 383. Obviously, you'd, you'd like it to be a little bit higher. And I think the one thing you can definitely, you know, bring the grade down. Maybe that's why you guys gave him a B plus is because he just doesn't, he doesn't get a lot of extra base hits. He doesn't get, he doesn't hit homers, right? Um, 102 way runs career plus. He was basically an average offensive player. And a lot of the, you know, his fan graphs war, war is predicated on his defense. Mm-hmm. I, I will admit to that. But like Luke said, part of arguably, if not arguably, the best double play tandem in all of baseball, or at least the National League. He is going to win a gold glove. If he doesn't win a gold glove, then I will be rioting outside uh, beautiful historic Wrigley Field uh, yelling and screaming, or I'll just start sending emails to all the people who vote. Um, I I think he ha- he was a much better player this year than he was last year, and I gave him an A last year. Um on top of it, 175 hits this year. Understand that again. You did. You would like to see more slug. You'd like to see more extra base hits. 175 hits in all of baseball. Only five other players had more hits than him. 
Austin Riley, Mookie Betts, Luis Arias, Freddie Freeman, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Only Nick, like he was right, like he was right there with some of the best players in baseball in just hits. All right. Again, yes, I, like I would. Hits. I would like to see more slug. I would like to see more extra base hits. But the guy was as advertised and even better in some aspects of the game. And I think that he is a guy that we will always look at as just consistent, someone you can rely on. I don't think he'll ever be an all-star player, but someone that, honestly, a lot of other teams would love to have. Yeah, We will right. always probably, especially when this team is good next year, because I'm manifesting the, the good part, right? When this team is good next year, people are going to nitpick at Nico Horner because he probably won't shine as much as some of the other guys, but he is, he does all the little things for this team. He what hit a total of stolen bases this year that hadn't been hit since like Juan Pierre was it Juan Pierre or Tony Campana, whatever it was like 43 stolen bases. First among any second baseman in all of baseball, right? So no second baseman in base around the whole league, American league or national league stole more bases. Right? So, to me, again, he was better than last year. To me, that means that he's at least getting an A, A minus, just because my one knock is I'd like to see a little bit more slug. And I, what I mean by slug is I'd like to see more doubles. I'd like to see more line drives into the gaps um, because defensively, he's good as any second baseman in baseball. He does everything that the team asks him to do. He's kind of turned into a somewhat of a leader in the locker room, I feel. And... Like, I just feel like he's a guy that people will underappreciate moving forward. They might already. Yeah. yeah. We might already. You think we're wrong? Are you, does, has Cody convinced you to change it to uh, A minus? Uh, I think I'm going to leave it at, at where I have. Um, he made some improve. I think the, the biggest thing that you talked about was um, just the. Power numbers didn't see. I didn't see like I. I don't know if it was regression, so to mm-hmm. speak, but just like I, there was no like major improvements in it. Like his isolated power was down, slugging percentage was down. He hit less home runs and in more plate appearances this year, which you know that's not the be all end all because there is one thing to be said about the fact that was it sixth total in Major League Baseball in hits. Mm-hmm. It, what Nico did very well, I thought this year was even if he didn't hit a double into the gap, he did. You know, he would get a single, and then very often he'd steal second base, so it turn into basically an extra base hit. I think he did that very well. Um, I do think if he just was able to improve on, on the power, because we did see a, a, a pretty solid improvement in 2022 in the power numbers, and I thought we, you know, we thought it could lead into like the 15 to 20 homer range, higher slug, and whatever. It, that didn't manifest this year, not to say that it can't, right? He's still pretty young. He's younger than me, so I, I like <laughs> to think he's still young. Um <laughs> But he's well younger than me. Yeah. Like offensively, I think that the old ba- man Ryan Herrera. Over there. <laughs> I think the base running stuff we saw a big improvement. I think you know, part of that was the rule changes. I think for helped sure. for sure. Uh, but him just being more aggressive, uh, timely on stolen base attempts, whatever it is. I think uh, him showing improvement in that in that sense of the offense. Um, I think that that was great to see. Again, I said the slugging percentages or just like the the overall power numbers, not having a major improvement uh, there kind of dinged him for me. You know what? 
I am wrong. I'm going A minus. You are going, going A minus. Oh, that's it. One other thing. Credit Cody to me is convinced. convincing him. One other thing that Cody didn't mention that I liked to, to see this year. He played 150 games. This is Nico Horner that mm, we talked about people. in the past yeah. who just could never stay healthy. Even last year, he didn't miss a ton of time, but he still missed. He only played 135 games in 2022. Yeah. He played 150 games this year. He... I think he had like one. Did he have a stint on the IL? Like, am I misremembering? He had one like early in like May, right? Yeah, like one I minimal stint. It was, it was a hamstring thing too, in which yeah. we were yeah. all like, really worried. That's about. right, but it wasn't. It wasn't a umpire running. I don't remember exactly yeah, what it was. It wasn't but the he, umpire he running had, this time. <laughs> outside of that, he played 150 games. Good. He had 688 plate appearances. Like that's, you know, a guy going into his prime. The guy gets a um, new deal from. He gets the, the extension, you know, buys out the arbitration years, uh, a year of free agency, and he comes out and he was reliable enough to be on the on, on the field for 150 games and do all this other stuff. I think I think I undervalued the base running until I really looked at the numbers and saw how his base running score exploded, um, which base running score is like a it's a stat on fan grads if you look at it. I think only Corbin Carroll and the Major League Baseball among qualified major leaguers had a better score. And Corbin Carroll's pretty good at base running. So, like, I think I undervalued that when I made my grade. And, you know, defensively, like, I didn't I didn't give huge, like, I didn't give a huge boost to him defensively because I think we knew, based on what he did last year at shortstop, based on the fact that he's a previously a, a gold glove finalist at second base, like, I think we kind of expected him to be very good at defense. But, obviously, he was very good at defense this year. He's a gold glove finalist for a reason. He was great there. He has a very strong argument to win it. Yeah, I think I think I was wrong. I think I undervalued some of the things that when I took a look at the numbers, um, they were better than even I kind of thought the first time I looked at them. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 gonna bump my grade to an A minus. It wasn't a complete A. I do want to see the power numbers improve more. Like I do want. I think that's a a major thing that dinged him for me. Um, but I, I think like a like a like a, like a low A minus or like a ninety point like three percent is what I'd give Nico Horn. I think start I'd, giving everyone an A just to like trigger Godfather. Even it's more. it's it's not the power <laughs> of peer pressure. It's the power of persuasion. Cody made a good case. Now Ryan's did, made a good did. case. The Godfather's saying, "Here we go, A's across the board. Here we go again." <laughs> Earlier he said, "If we give what, just more A's and B's, we don't need to fix God. anything this off season." That's part of the problem with this season is that there were a lot of really good individual performances. for sure. And they didn't add up to a playoff team. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. And the way that Godfather, at least that's, it's the way that he's coming off in how he comments in the chat. You know, yesterday he gave Bellinger a B plus because he didn't Mm. carry the team to the the playoffs. See, I can't go with anything but an A. But but to me, it's like in baseball, it takes more than just one guy. Like you have to have everything going right. That's how the Diamondbacks are in the World Series right now because they don't have any superstar caliber players. Maybe Corbin Carroll is going to be a superstar one day. He was a rookie this year. They had they had insane like like overperformance from so many other dudes that and that's why they're there but the point is is that they've had contributions all throughout their lineup and they had good pitching and their bullpen showed up at the right time like the cubs they had like they were one game away from making the playoffs they should have made the playoffs easily and we all know that and i could sit here and complain about some more but i think when you do the grades and stuff the way i think all three of us are looking at it as 
is more individually. Like how did yeah. how did they do? Did they improve from last year in certain aspects? And were they the reason that they missed the playoffs or could have made the playoffs? And when we're talking about Nico Horner, he's not the reason they missed the playoffs. That's for sure. To me, that like that's the way I look at it, and that's why yesterday I was super hard on Jamison Tyone because yeah. James, if Jamison Tyone pitches, you know, half if he has fifteen good starts. 17 good starts. They probably make the playoffs. He 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 just simply was not good. Yeah. Except for in September. Well, I also think mm-hmm. I also think the reason we're giving so many A's or B range is because like those were the best most of the guys he graded were the best players on the yeah, team for this sure. year. Like we're going to we're going to see some more lower grades. We already got Tyone out of the way. Like there will be more lower grades. But I also think the fact that like kind of what Cody was saying is just this team did have a lot of strong individual players this year. A lot of, like they're this this team doesn't need a complete overhaul. Like you need to add you some add. star talent. Not when you, you gotta, see the Diamondbacks roster, they don't. Like, like they had a lot of strong performances. They were close to the playoffs. Like it doesn't need. It's not twenty twenty two. You don't need to just completely inject as much mm-hmm. talent as you can in this team. There's talent all over the field, not at every position. But they they have talented players all over the place that had strong individual seasons, like and that's why we talked about like oh they're gonna waste, uh you know Justin Steele's Cy Young caliber season or Cody Bellinger's half season MVP performance or whatever like we're we keep talking about oh they're gonna waste all these guys strong individuals, uh per seasons because a lot of guys Gomes. did have strong individual seasons. Yeah. Jan Gomes had it's like better than not seeing them have strong yeah individual right so. Seasons. So oh, don't worry. We're going to delete this part from the internet so Tom Ricketts doesn't hear it. Yeah. So so I don't. Yeah. yeah. I just I yeah. don't. <laughs> this I, segment will be deleted from the internet. Yeah. So I, I think just what I'm trying to say is they they had they had A's and B's for a lot mm. of the guys they needed to have A's and B's. I just think a lot of the guys that we will talk about the the guys they needed to like supplement those A's and B's didn't have as strong a seasons as they needed to to get them to the playoffs. But if you can start to inject just more A caliber players into this team then you're going to have like A's and B's across the board because you're going to have a lot of guys who just have strong individual seasons. Like yeah. I think there were, there were a, a good handful of, or a good amount of guys on this team in 2023 that just had really strong seasons. They didn't all put it together at the same time, which I think, and I, you know, it obviously hurt them in the long run because they didn't make the playoffs. But yeah. like, if you take all their 2023s combined, it was a strong season. I think, I think that was reflected on the fact that again, this team went from 10 games below 500 to, Barely missing the playoffs. I think yeah. Tom. I think the Godfather's a little too negative on this team right now, or the individuals right now. Tom Ricketts is going to say to his wife tomorrow morning, "Hey, did you listen to the CHGO Cubs podcast? Because I heard the first segment they were talking about how they were going to grade Nico Horner and Julian Merriweather, and all of a sudden it just jumped to ad reads." After the first segment, and then they said, fly the W at the end. I don't know what, was yours that way too? And she's like, yeah, mine too. I don't know what happened. We just cut it all. We're just going to delete that from the uh, mm-hmm. internet. Because we need Tom to spend all the money. we need Shohei. We need Shohei. Show yeah. me Shohei. But do you realize what has just happened today? November 1st, 2023, Sarah, do you realize what's just happened? This is the first time in the history of this show. Cody Delmendo has just convinced Ryan and I to change our grades. He's changed the minds of both of us. Which, credit to me. It's never happened. Before. Credit Cre- to Cody. Credit to me. You can't handle integrity. the truth. If anything, <laughs> I more often hear Cody's opinion and then completely change my mind away from that. Cody's confidence and his facts, <laughs> F-A-X, have convinced Ryan and I to change our grades. I think these were 
facts, F-A-C-T-S today. They're both. I, too, will change my grade from a (laughs) B-plus to an A-minus. Fix fix the graphic. A-minus. We're going to have to change the graphics. New graphics being ordered because Nico Horner was top five in top five at second base in all of baseball in many categories, including batting average, hits, stolen bases, war, on base percentage. And and you mentioned it. He may win the gold glove this year. So what else could we ask? The only thing I could ask for him, and that's why it's a minus instead of not a straight A, is more power. But that's not who he is. The weird thing is, I just don't get why. I, I, I watch him. We watch him every night and I look at him and go, why isn't he a... Why isn't he at least a Dansby Swanson type power guy? Why why isn't he a 20 home run guy? I I may just be baseball dumb and that that's okay cuz I'm willing to admit that, but I it's not like he's a small guy. Right. Well, well, what about his swing is different than Altuve that makes Altuve a guy with power that Nico Horner is not. Now, listen, I don't, know. I don't want him to change it too much because I don't want I don't want to risk losing the player that we have. I don't want them to tinker with him too much to where you're like, oh, they went ahead and ruined a really good player. But at the same time, I just don't fully understand why people don't think he could be a 20 home run guy. My two cents on it is it goes back to how we stated, you know, a lot in September about how if this guy and this guy doesn't do anything, then then we're not here. We're Mm -hmm. not competing, whatever. Nico Horner played his role at, like the best of his ability. And to me, his best, like his role on this Cubs team was giving you gold glove defense, being a somewhat of a table setter. I know, you know, we started the season in the leadoff role, finished in like the two in the two hole for the most part after that, after Talkman was getting most of the leadoff appearances, but like he played the role that he was put in to do at the best of his ability. And to me, that is the main reason why I gave him an a to me. I don't care if he hits 15 to 20 homers next year if the Cubs go out and get a couple more well, superstar star players to go into the lineup. That way he can just continue to be the guy who he is. That, to me, and, and, and then if he does end up channeling more power, then that only makes the team even better. But to me, the t- like this team, like we said all season, it lacked one or two other major you know, offensive contributors that, you know, brought powered uh, or, you know, extra base pop to the lineup. We said that all year. And so to me, like, I'm not going to, like, yeah, I'm knocking him on his grade, like an A minus instead of an A because of that. Sure. But like, to me, that like, you want him to just be who he is and continue to get better at what he's already Mm. good at. And if he does develop more power or more slug, great. To me, I don't care about the homers. He had... In 2022, he had 22 doubles this year, 27. To me, I want to see him hit like 40 doubles. I feel feel like he can be a 40 doubles guy. And if he's plus the 43 stolen bases on the singles and walks, right? Like occasional walks. I think that if he can, if he can hit 40 doubles consistently for the next three to four years, then you feel really good about him because again, he's going to be hitting in the two hole or wherever at the Mm. top of the lineup for years to come. You just got to get more pop into the into the lineup and we've talked about that this entire month we've talked about that all season during the season like so uh again like yeah i would love to see him generate more power and more slug but i i don't think it's like the end all be all 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think I we got to give him. We have to give him credit for moving positions. Yeah. Like you can't forget that Nico was a really good shortstop for the Cubs and changed positions so that they could. He's not just their second baseman. He's also their second baseman that allowed you to add Dansby Swanson to the roster. There are other guys in baseball who aren't willing to move from the position they want to play. Some would say Tim Anderson on the south side when they're not a shortstop Mm -hmm. and he should be playing something like second base. Mm -hmm. Nico was actually good at playing shortstop, which is why I joked that Tim Anderson was like the third best shortstop in town, but it's actually true. It might be the fourth. And so now behind Nick Madrigal, yeah, behind Nick Madrigal. Right. And, and now you look at it and you say, well, wait a minute. He's not just a great second baseman. He's also a great shortstop who allowed us to add another great shortstop. He's got to get, he's got to get credit for that part. Now in real life, nobody should get credit for that. Like, you know, if somebody can improve something and it gets better, great. But this was in the egos that are involved in major league baseball and professional sports, for a guy at peak age who hasn't been paid the, at that point the big money yet, he was willing to say, if you can make the team better, I'm willing to lower my value on the market to make this team better. And he was yeah. rewarded with a deal, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I they bought out the arbitration years, yeah. whatever. You wish it would have been a little bit longer, but, I, you know. Yeah. It, I, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, just when I, I think there's more to his numbers, his raw numbers than like, we gave credit for it. Yeah. Like, I think the main thing I said was like just the the base running, right? The, mm-hmm. the improvements on there when you can turn a, a base, a single into a double just by, by stealing the next base. And he did that a lot. I think that that is a lot of value that you don't like. You're not looking at a, a, a like the fan graph stats don't specifically tell you that. But if you watched him all season, you knew he did that a lot. Or he would take first to third on another single consistently, right? Like, or he'd even his doubles that weren't into the gaps, you know, he he would, uh, you know, a guy would be pulled off from, you know, he'd be going sideways, and Nico would take second base. I know that hurt him a couple times. Um, I, re- I don't remember specifically one game, but once that he hit, you know, one down the right field line in the ninth inning that ended up costing him um, when he got thrown at second. Like, that hurt him a couple times, but the consistent aggressiveness mm-hmm. on the base pass for him was a, was absolutely, like, huge for this team in terms of, like, they needed a lot of aggressiveness on the, on the, on the base pass because they weren't this uh, they, they put up a lot of runs, but they weren't this like otherworldly slugging mm-hmm. home run type team. Right. Um, so I, I I think when I just kind of looked a little deeper in the numbers after you talked, I'm like, you know what? There were definitely things that I wasn't considering that he improved on or just was really good at or con- uh, was continued to be really good at that uh, don't always show up on, on stat sheets like this. But like if you watch, you know that he was mm-hmm. he was better than. He may not have been better at the plate than a 102 WRC plus, but everything he did, you know, outside maybe outside of just on the plate on the base pass, whatever, was like okay. But he was still a strong offensive contributor. Yeah, uh, outside of that specific. I, everything number. he did made the Cubs a better team. Yeah, right. And that's kind of what I was saying. Got to give him an A. I changed a lot my of mind. things. A minus. Um, I guess outside of like the the you know more extra base hits, I'd I'd like to see the walk rate continue to rise. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to get it, see it at least get to you know league average, which is around around eight percent. So he's he's he's, he's getting creeping there. up. He's getting up there. If he can if he can have an on base percentage around three sixty, like that that can that changes to me. That changes our look on him a ton. Three forty six is is fine, but if you get up above three fifty and have the ability that the abilities that he has when he gets on base. You got yourself a hell of a player. Yeah. So I 
I'm very passionate about his, him and his position in general, because I, I do think a lot of people undervalue him. And again, I don't think he's ever going to be an all-star player. It, he would have to really jump up in the power numbers, I think, for him to get voted to the all-star team because he just doesn't, he's not flashy, just goes out there and does his job type guy, hard hat, lunch pail. Uh, but he he does all, so many little things on both sides of the diamond that I feel like a casual fan doesn't always notice. I'm trying to come up with a comp for him to a former Cubs player, and I can't. Like, what, what Cubs player is similar to that? Guy that did the little things really, really well, maybe wasn't an all-star, was fringe all-star. Ben Zobris, even though he was an yeah. all-star. Ben Zobris was there. But, like, Ben Zobris is a better hitter than, than Nico Horner, or he was a better hitter than Nico Horner. Yes. So... Like, I, I don't know if I but, have. But Ben Zobers did a lot of the little things, though. He's that, not done. He's not about. done yet. But I'm yeah. curious if there is if anybody can think of somebody out there. Well, I, I just don't have. I can't think. Of, I can't think of it one. on the top of my head. Yeah, I was thinking Derosa, but Derosa had more power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't think of. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but maybe that's a good. He's thing. a better. Maybe. Yeah, he's yeah. a better player than Terrio and yeah, some of the like. He, he's a hmm. strong player for this team. Yeah, he's he had a he's better season. than Darwin Barney for sure, Barb. Yeah. Better than Fontenot, too. Um, yeah, A-Ram had more. Like, <laughs> yeah, these guys more. just don't. It's hard to put a comp on him, but I think I don't think that's gonna, necessarily a I'm bad thing. i think of that. Yeah. We're going to come up with one one day. I can't really get one. Uh, Cody, tell us about uh, Soul Savvy because that is a great new partnership we have. Oh, man, Soul Savvy. Don't miss out on the biggest sneaker drops and download the Soul Savvy Drops app, guys. I downloaded it, and, man... It has changed my sneakerhead life, all right? The Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news, releases, raffles, and the sales in the sneaker world. It is your one-stop shop for everything sneakers. Uh, never miss a release again. You'll get notified, instantly notified, whenever your size is available. Your size, not like, not just a, you, whatever shoe it is. If, if your size is available in whatever shoe that you're interested in, they will let you know. They have a free uh, raffle management. Keep track of all the raffles that happen in sneakers with our raffle tracker. Uh, and the the calendar. The, it's, it, it's an accurate uh, release calendar that will keep you updated on releases that are upcoming. There's one that I'm really excited about. I'll tell you here in a second. Whether you are a casual buyer or an all-out sneakerhead, Soul Savvy has something for you with three different levels. The basic version, which is free, and then mobile plus or premium. I am subscribed to premium, and it is, it, again, it changed my life. We got the their next big drop is coming up this Saturday, no, November 4th. Oh. The Air Jordan Reimagined Royal. Oh my, I tweeted about this last week. They are selling it. For under retail. What? Ooh. If you're part of Ooh. premium, you can get them for under retail. I think around $160. I think retail is around $190. So you're safe. $30. Bucks. What are they called? Can I Google the it? And find Air the Air Jordan image? 1. The Air Jordan 1 Reimagined Royal. They're black and blue. Like a like a like a dark blue and a I think that's what they are. They're black and blue. Um so Kind of Cubs I'm really colors. excited. Go with a lot of Cubs gear. Yeah, exactly. Right? You got a lot of Cubs lot. gear. These you're would right. go. I'm that, oh. That's all I can think about. Wow. Yeah, those. Those are the ones right those are there. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. So, uh, <laughs> I lost my track. Sign up for Soul Savvy by clicking the links in the description below or by visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash 
slash C-H-G-O or head over to the app store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. It will change your life. That's not part of the ad. I'm just telling you. You know what else changes your life? What's that? Goose Island beer. Amen to that. Goose Island changed my life. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO. <laughs> Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster, incredible. Oktoberfest, Beer Hug Family, 312 Wheat Ale, which is mine. Uh, Full Pocket Pills, Cody's favorite uh, for chugging beer bats. And just uh, in general. And just in general. And Luke, what is what is your favorite one at this moment? Uh, probably the uh, Full Pocket Pilsner. Pocket Pilsner. Yeah, it's a smooth, easy to take down. Go. I know we have uh, our tailgate next Thursday, right? The Bears-Panthers oh, game? Yeah, and, Thursday night um, football. Mm-hmm. We know there's going to be a lot of Goose Island there. So. Yeah, we'll probably go right after the show. Just go head on over there. There you go. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have uh, tailgate, Bears-Panthers. Going to be a lot of Goose Island there, so make sure you're uh, signing up and, and joining us there at the event. Uh, grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer. Very nice. Yeah, Cody, I was, what size are you just in case people are looking for a holiday gift for you, you know, in case you don't? Uh, 11 and a half. See, okay, there you go. So if you're looking for a holiday gift for Cody, 11 and a half, and he'd like the blue on black. It's soul savvy. Uh, All right, you want to do grading uh, Julian Merriweather before we get out of here? Sure. Should we we tackle that? Uh, Craig, I I, I can't compare Nico to Ryan Sandberg because of... (laughs) He's a Hall of Famer. The MVP season, the you know the yeah Hall of Fame thing, and the Gold Gloves, and all of all of it. He did say less games. slugging. Well, yeah, but he, a lot less stuff. <laughs> a lot less slugging. What about the? Is the defense comparable though? Yeah, maybe doesn't make the spectacular plays, but makes the plays. They both made good plays. You watched Samberg more than I did. Man, I mean, I didn't knew, really. He just see knew he, if he got before, to so. if he got to it, it was done. I don't even know if I was. But still I, alive I can't when think. I just playing. can't <laughs> think of a guy that was. Maybe Mark Grace, a totally different position, totally different player, but he wasn't like spectacular, but he was really good. Really good yeah. defensively, mm-hmm. didn't have a ton of pop. Led the 90s in hits. Yeah. yeah. So it, a, although a totally different type of player at a totally different position, output-wise, maybe it's more Mark Grace than it is Rhino. Mm. I don't know. Just from that era. I, I More recent history, I just can't think of a player that's even kind of close to that. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Uh, Julian Merriweather. Julian I'll, I'll be. We, we made this up uh, like a week ago, and we didn't use it. I don't remember what Craig did get. Oh, oh sure no. enough, we, we all, all get maze. There you go. Kalada's have expected that. Yeah, Kalada <laughs> would have guessed this. Kalada's going to be pissed. At least I went A-. minus. <laughs> Cody, you want to tell us why you went straight A on Julian Merriweather's season? Well, hey uh, it was he had career highs in everything, essentially. Uh, he was a guy that the Cubs picked up off of waivers. <laughs> And they yeah. turned into not only just an average reliever, but into a eighth inning setup man uh, that they eventually had to use as a closer while Alzali was out. And honestly, he was pretty good in, in it, or pretty good into the role until it got to a point where he was just being overused, like everyone else was being overused because they. That's just you know we all know the story of how the season. Jay Andrews, up. what? <laughs> Julian, you can argue Julian Merriweather was the best reliever in the Cubs bullpen this year outside of Albert Alzale. And maybe you can say Albert Alzale was was better just because he was the closer and he had more saves than anyone else in the second half, whatever. He still missed a month. Julian Merriweather was healthy all season. What when what it 
I don't understand how anyone could go under an A for Julian Merriweather. His like first two starts in, or not starts, appearances in April. Okay, not great. What happened? He was literally transformed after that. They, mm. they put, they made him do a bunch of, you know, low leverage situations and they got him right. And by June, this guy was shoving it down people's throats when he came into the game. Hell, by May, he was shoving it down people's throats whenever he came into the game. He was a major part of the Cubs bullpen. And on top of it, they found a guy who can throw upper 90s and sometimes hit 100 miles per hour, which was something that we talked about for years that they that the Cubs didn't have. Yeah. Again, they picked he him up. He was better off, than Quas. There's they no picked him yeah, up off waivers. All right. Career high in innings. Pitch 72. He pitched in 69 games. Nice. That's more than any season he's ever pitched in the major leagues. A 3.38 earn run average. 3.63 expected ERA. 3.52 FIP. 40% ground ball rate. The strikeouts per nine is a career high. 12.25 for a reliever. You take that from anyone. I think I'm just emphasizing again that this guy was was a waiver. It wasn't like they went and paid this guy a ton of money. You anytime you whether you're mm. whether you're here watching for the Cubs or if you're just another fan that somehow found the show and you're watching this right now, anytime your team can find a guy like they found Julian Merriweather, stick him in the lab and then get him to do what he did this year, you you take that and run. He was incredible this year. Yeah. I I I went A minus and I think um I don't know. I think part of that was just like if he was. I think he was like maybe their most important reliever, right? Just the way because I think you people, had to get to Alzale. People soured on his first outing. That, that mm-hmm. first time he pitched against Milwaukee on April second, <laughs> he gave up five earned runs in two thirds of an inning. Obviously, it wasn't great, right? And that that's in itself will hurt. First impression, a little bit. First, right? impression. first impression. People like hated him for for so Michael long. Michael Cerami brought that up a lot with uh, Ian Happ when yeah. we had him on the show last week so, about first impression. So first impression, but yeah. here. Uh, if you just take that first one out, start from April 4th, his second outing of the year, go through uh, until the All-Star break, he had a 2-1-9 ERA, a 2-7-4 FIP. If you want to extend that a little bit longer, go go to August 30th, he had a 2-5-8 ERA and a 3-0-2 FIP. You want to go a little further out, September 16th, I mean, he had he had a 2-4-4 ERA from, for, was that four months almost? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how long that, April 4th to September 16th. He had a two four four ERA. He was, he had, the opponents had a one ninety nine batting average against him. He was their most important reliever uh, for a large majority of the season. Like maybe, um, you know, obviously Edward Alzelay was the closer, right? And he, I, I talked about it when we graded him. He closed twenty two out of his first twenty three save opportunities. Like he was obviously very important in the back end. Merriweather had to kind of maneuver roles a little bit during the season while the while everyone on the Cubs was kind of uh, figuring out their their roles in the bullpen. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how you give. I, I'm seeing C pluses and Cs right now in the chat for Julian Merriweather. Well, I the people Godfather just think and Jay Andrews say B. It's insane. Credit to the Godfather for at least yeah. giving him. A I mean, B. he had a he had a 32.3 percent strikeout rate and 11.9 yeah. percent walk rate. Like that's that's a really good numbers. Uh, I don't think he he wasn't a dominant. He wasn't an absolutely dominant reliever by any means. Or otherwise, he would have been the closer and probably would have been a really good one. Um, and maybe that dings him a little bit. I just, I think the fact that he really, really good for a majority of the season after that first, uh, outing. And the fact that when 
you know, I think he had a couple struggles down the stretch too when everyone was, right? The whole bullpen was having having a, stre- uh, a rough stretch down the stretch. But he he was like the one guy that stayed healthy. I know he was dealing with a, with a little issue. I know Mayor, or, uh, uh, Leiter had to sit out a week or whatever. But Merriweather, when Adbert went down, when Fulmer went down, when they got Boxberger back but didn't really know what they had, mm-hmm. um, I like Merriweather was the guy they, they had to rely on, and at least he was healthy enough to, to, to go out there and, and give him something. I think Merriweather, based on what we're seeing in the chat, had a very underrated season for the Cubs, and I, I think a minus is, I think that's a, a fair grade for him, considering, like you said, considering they got him off waivers, brought him in, you know, tried to, you know, maneuver, again maneuvered his role around a little bit, and then when they finally figured it out, and even before they finally figured it out, he was on a run of just complete reliability in the bullpen. It wasn't right. ninth inning closer stuff. But it was like seventh, eighth inning setup guy, uh, get the holds, get get the lead over to the to the back end guys, and I think that was very important for the Cubs this year, at least you know before September when right. things just things didn't work out. Just a historic podcast we're having here live on YouTube. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the CHO Sports YouTube page. Uh, Mike Dubs now saying that Ryan has changed his grade to an A. So uh, first Cody convinced us to change our grades. Now Ryan has laid out credit to Dubs. Man of integrity, man really of integrity. New, humble man to take humble that on, man. and he has changed his they grade to an A. I will stick with an A minus because I know if Kalata's a B, it's higher than that, and I know if Cody's probably been a little bit high on some of these grades, sometimes not today. But I'm looking at it going, all right, where where does he fall in between there? I go A minus. That's fine. I go A minus. I just because uh, I don't know how many teams came in. We're like, we can't face Merriweather, but the results were there. Yeah. Absolutely, the results were Two. there. So. And he was, he's basically, like you said, picked up off the street, scrap pile. Right. He was like, he was like, and it wasn't, I mean, he was, he obviously before, before the 2023, like he had struggles in the majors or he was hurt. Like he wasn't Mm -hmm. this guy that they were coming in and had these gigantic expectations for him. But I, I'm like, and I, I, I'm I'm not going to lie. Like after that first one, I'm like, man, I don't know how this guy's going to work out, but I love the fact that he could hit triple digits because they just didn't they don't have that yeah, they didn't I have that he could that. do that yeah. slider was nice like he had good stuff and after that first one i'm like yeah you know we'll see if they can get it he very quickly got into a, a solid role and just solid routine and solid run of consistency that stretched for months and mm. i i can't i don't know what <laughs> i don't know what people are saying or seeing that makes it a c plus in their mind or, or even a b well they just remember the first they game just remember think, the first game i think it was yep. i think he had a a, a very very good season that the Cubs needed out of the bullpen. And I, I graded him higher than I graded Alzala. And I thought Alzala had a big mm-hmm. uh, improvement. I think I gave Alzala somewhere between a B and a B plus from my yeah. memory, but he also got hurt and that, that dinged him for me. And you know, but he's a closer. So there's higher, he's there's higher, higher reasons to dink, dink a guy uh, if things don't go well. And I mean, his September, like, unfortunately, was a big part of why I gave him lower than an A minus. So I, re- I reserve the right to change my grade tomorrow if I want to. Okay. Just, I are you, you going to, like, dig into the numbers all night tonight? I am not. <laughs> I'm just, not going to spend any more time on I, it. I just want to <laughs> mention this. Last season with the Blue Jays, 26 games, 26.2 innings pitched, a 6.75 earn run average, a 4.35 FIP, 4.49 expected ERA, like these are all like these are awful numbers that he had with the Blue Jays. All right. 
he, the Cubs brought this guy in and they turned him into a high leverage reliever. What's his contract situation, Merriweather? Uh, he under control. Uh, he's under control for another year or two. Of time. Let me Ooh, let me take a look. A, keep going. I'll I'll take a look and bring it in. I you know for for a thirty one year old reliever who no one like no one got excited when the Cubs signed him or brought him in. Everyone was just like, ah, oh, Rickett's cheap. And it's like credit to the front office on this one. You know, I said they, this. They identified I, a guy. Yeah, and, and I said this out. yesterday. Like credit to the front office for giving Cody Bellinger the chance and thinking that they can get him back on track. That's one that they deserve credit for. And then also let's sit here and complain about the whole thing with Jamison Tyone, right? Like they have, they've had good ones and they've had bad ones and, and, and mid ones. I would say that Merriweather was an absolute home run. Yeah, And he's not, I mean, he's, he's 32 years old. So he's not like this young guy that they're going to count on for years and years to come. Like, I, I don't know what to expect out of him moving forward. I just think if we're, if we're talking about 2023 individually, which is what yes. we're doing with these yeah. grades, it was it was an A minus season. I mean, it was a great season for him. Um, wasn't perfect. wasn't wasn't 100 percent dominant the entire time. But he had a great year. Uh, again, at an, at an important time for the Cubs when their bullpen was either early on the season in flux or later in the season inconsistent or hurt. I think he yeah. he he did what he could to stabilize them when they needed him to. Uh, and that you know that stretched for months. But as far as his contract situation goes, this off season is his, this is his first year of arbitration. So yeah. they still have they still have another self control over him for twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six as far as his contract goes. Um, that's that's pretty big. That's and pretty big for a guy. Again, he's not young. Um, so two years from now, who knows? But um, to have a guy who just had his best season and knowing you have him um, under control for another couple of years, like that's yeah that that feels like it could be important for the Cubs moving forward as they're trying to get into, you know, more into this winning um, cycle of, of this, of this rebuild or whatever. I, <laughs> and, and as you pointed out, just because we're giving a minuses, a whatever, doesn't mean we're saying he's going to do this again next year. No. That's oh. going to, that's going to be a show me thing next year. Like, yeah. it, can you do it two the, years in a row? Well, that's the thing about bullpens. Well, just mm-hmm. because the guy is good one year doesn't mean he's not going to be a total train wreck the next year. Right. There are very few Keegan Mariano Thompson Rivera's out there this year. Right. So he can talk this season, Hayden, Hayden was this season, season. Yeah. a minus for what he did and for what he cost them. So I think yeah. the chat is begging for us to do a guy who was bad tomorrow. We can do. You want to just do find some guys that well, we know are going to get bad grades. Well, they they we'll want bad out. grades. They want they want us to yell and scream. So we'll I, I, all right, I say fine. We'll dig out. Big of us, out. big of us to do that. Can we still grade VR? You can. <laughs> I can, can grade still. Oh, want. it's a this, year later. He wasn't on this, this year's VR. Would just <laughs> were they just still paying for VR? They may have actually right. been. If he was on the payroll, we can still grade him. You just now we're not going to give away all tomorrow. If Brendan's listening, because I'm sure he is, because we talked about Nico Horner for most of the podcast, right? uh, His ears are now bleeding because you mentioned VR. Thank God we don't have to do Eric Sogard though. I was going to say I didn't mention Sogard. According to Fangraphs, they owed VR 1.5 million for his buyout this year. Boom! There it is. He's part of the team. There it is. The VR report card is tomorrow. Part of the job. What did you get out of a million dollars? Oh Uh, God! Grapefruit on that path again. Grapefruit has has asked a few times. uh, Can we grade trades? I do feel like that we probably could go through some of some of them. Like it's kind of hard to do because, like for instance, like the Wisniewski. Efros trade a year ago, we were like super excited about, it. and right now we're like, eh, we don't know what Wesnesky. We might be. adjust our grades. Yeah, like it's it's one of those that like you can't like 
I don't like, you can't like put a grade to it because we haven't seen it play out yet. It's one of those, like if he's traded or if a guy like leaves the team or whatever, then you can, and if he was traded to the Cubs then you can go back and look, Oh, Hey, did this trade work out? Like, like eventually we'll grade the uh, Ryan Dempster trade. Finally. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Edward says, if I wanted to hear yelling and screaming, I would have listened to that bears broadcast. <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. So we are back live 120 tomorrow for another podcast. Not sure who we're grading, but we will try to give lower grades just so we make everybody happy uh, tomorrow, especially, especially the Godfather. The Godfather, Michael Claus. Maybe, maybe we will grade, well, maybe our fourth member of the live YouTube chat will get a report card tomorrow. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, thanks for checking out the show. We appreciate that. Hit the like button on the way out. Make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. And most importantly, thanks for watching and fly the W. Go, 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 go. Go, go. Go, go.